What's going on, everybody? It's Thursday at 8, and thanks for tuning in to League Talk on Weagle 91.1. Over the next hour, we'll be discussing and debating a wide variety of sports, prospects, and matchups right here in Auburn, as well as across the nation. My name is Adam, and with the help of my boys Gordy, Bo, and Tucker, we'll bring you the best takes in sports. Let's dive right into it. What is going on, everybody? What's good? The boys are back. Boys are back, except not all of them. Yeah, we got 50% of the squad tonight. Um, We are certainly missing Bo and Tucker. Uh, They're both doing stuff with their lady friends, though, so props to them. Valentine's Day weekend, you know. Yeah, it's it's the it's an excusable weekend, I think, to miss stuff. You know, I can't exactly be mad at either one of them. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. We wish they were here to talk about it with us, that's for sure. But we're keeping the show. The show must go on. Yeah, true. Can you hear me good in your in your headphones? Um, I'm not getting a bunch of audio from myself, actually. How about now? Say yeah, something now. Check. Do you hear me? I hear you now. Okay. I don't know if we All had right. you in the in the first bit. All right, well, I'm here now. <laughs> we finally figured it out. We've had so many issues with technical difficulties because here in the Wiggle studio, we got a brand new soundboard, and it's completely tricked out, and it's all high-tech and stuff. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure it out, but we're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to start with a quick Super Bowl recap uh, because that uh, the results of that Super Bowl, I think, were too crazy not to talk about. I don't know if anyone really saw the Buccaneers – Kind of dismantling the Chiefs coming like like is that would you say that's what happened? They were dismantled. I mean, especially not us on League Talk, considering that's we we were all over the Chiefs, and it felt like everywhere you looked, most people were on the Chiefs, and I guess guess that's kind of why I felt so good about it too, though, dude. And I'm usually like a fan of Tom, and like I felt so good about. It. I thought my homes was gonna get it back to back. Yeah, you and, know, I, I thought and it was kind of crazy. It was Tom Brady's like, I mean, his teams have have been you know, really good with the Pats and stuff, but it's usually been, like, him being the big difference maker. Yeah. And he obviously played great, but, like, the the well-balanced approach of that team was really impressive. Like, their defense could have won MVP on, on its own. They really could have. Rush. Devin White probably should have won Super Bowl MVP. Dude, do you think Devin White was talking a lot uh, after the game? I saw today he – uh Took his horse. I guess he's in a yeah. horseback riding. He drove yeah. his horse around the field. He had done that at LSU too. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of sick. He claims yeah. he's the best linebacker in the league now, certified. I mean, it's only it was his second season. He just finished. And I think so. Yeah. He should have a Super Bowl MVP. Like I'm gonna say that again. Yeah. I think he should have won that. But yeah. uh, no, I, I, I agree with that. I don't know about like best linebacker in the league. He could definitely get there, but to say that after two seasons is not really enough. Like, it's not a big enough body of work. His impact was big, and uh, he had that interception at the very end too, at the to close out the game. Yeah, yeah, he had. I think he had the most tackles, standalone tackles on the whole team. Um, a variety of other stats that he's leading them in. They're a, they were a young defense too, and they just came to play that that game. Antoine Winfield was special. Mm-hmm. I'm not I, a rookie. I loved the peace sign that he threw up to Tyreek Hill, getting him back for that backflip that he yeah. did in the end zone against them the time before. Yeah, he. he Tyreek burned that whole secondary the uh, the first time they played in like week twelve or whatever it was, and and he was almost not a factor this game. Yeah, and they, I mean they did such a good job. The secondary did, and like their their uh, scheme was just to like completely take him out of the game, and they kind of did that. Yeah, uh, at least enough to where he wasn't really 
making making like a lot of problems for the Buccaneers defense. Hundred percent. Like all, Kel- uh, it was Kelsey basically was the only yeah. one producing on their offense, and even he had like one or two drops that were inexcusable and really hurt them. I think he got so much time because they were just putting so much pressure on Mahomes. Like they were the Buccaneers this whole season have been known to blitz the heck out of quarterbacks and that forced Mahomes outside of the pocket where usually he thrives, but they were just ready for it. And, you know, Mahomes was trying to make plays, and he still was so impressive even in the loss. They only put up nine points in the whole game. No touchdowns, right? They didn't have a single touchdown. It's the first time a uh, Mahomes-led offense has not scored a touchdown. But How are we supposed to know that going to the Super Bowl? I mean, he had been explosive. For for our sake of, like, completely going with Chiefs minus three and, like, just Chiefs in general – uh, we should have probably considered the tackle, the two starting tackles being out to be more of an issue. Yeah, I honestly, and then they had two guys out from COVID. Yeah, so um, was, that just probably made an impact. But, I mean, it's just sure. so crazy. Like, we've seen the Chiefs come back so many times from like these huge deficits. And there was that one against the Texans where they were like down 24 and then won by 24 or something. Yeah. So it was like, never really felt like the Chiefs were out. Because we've but, seen them run two minute drills and score like multiple touchdowns yeah. in a quarter. And it's not like, I don't know. Well, well, I think one day we might look back on that Super Bowl and be like, you know, I saw one of the greatest performances I've ever seen, and it was by a losing quarterback who didn't score a touchdown. And maybe the greatest throw in a Super Bowl, maybe yeah, the most athletic like throw acrobat- yeah, like it was, that wasn't even caught. Yeah. He's literally throwing it or parallel to the ground. We know we went out to the field and tried to do that. For everyone who's ever been curious if – I mean, he made it look so easy, but yeah. we all, we all the four of us uh, went out to the field and tried to replicate it, and uh, didn't go so well. We almost all threw out our shoulders. We almost all like it, it's insane to think that he could do that on the run, uh, in the middle of the game. He has the confidence to pull that out. Just ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. He's so impressive, and I don't think it's the last time we see him in the Super Bowl for sure. I think he definitely comes back. But we were going to call our buddy Max. Max, we hope you're listening, but we're going to get him to call next time. He's in Charlotte driving in the storm. Um, but we're going to get his takes on Tom Brady because, I mean, the the Bucks are celebrating. I mean, the boat parade, the Super Bowl boat parade. Yeah, uh, Tommy, uh, he went against his TB12 diet. Tommy, I don't know alcohol. if alcohol's on the TB12 diet, yeah, Tommy. You can tell he's not really used to it. but uh, He probably gets uh, drunk very fast, yeah, if I had to guess. doesn't take much with all I mean, he's literally, I think, eating vegetables all day long. Yeah, superfoods left and right. Yeah, I mean, respect. But, yeah, he definitely gets – he was hammered in that video of him walking around, stumbling, trying to hold him up. That throw over the water of the Lombardi trophy. Kind of terrifying. I mean, dude, that's scary. Like, it it was fine and, like, great because he, you know, threw a completed pass of the Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Uh, and that was awesome. Touchdown. But, like <laughs> – when you actually think of how bad it could have been, yeah, <laughs> had no. had Gronk or I, I don't know if it was Gronk who actually caught. Dude, I think it was Gronk's but... brother, Gordy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> his name's so Gordy. Whoever, like, if whoever had caught it had dropped it, yeah, or if it had been a bad throw and it goes into uh, the bay there, like, I yeah. mean, it's with all the boats moving. First of all, like, what it came out, they were in like eighty foot deep water. Yeah, I know. I saw so the it, stats. Like, I looked it, it up. Just, some crazy article they said it would have sank at like two like one and a half feet per second and it's an 80 foot deep uh part of the river yeah. i guess it was more like a canal i guess and but. it all, like if someone would have jumped in after it it would have been dangerous for them with all oh, the yeah. boats and like they were going at a 
you know, decent speed. Well, it's a cool <laughs> idea and all to do this out in the water because, you know, COVID, they can all be on their own boat and stuff. Like, yeah. like fans can see from the shore. It's Florida, whatever. It's a very Florida way to celebrate a championship. But um, that alcohol does not mix well with boats. So, yeah, that could have been sketchy. If yeah. someone dove in, I would expect Gronk to dive in. Right. Uh, try to save it. Thankfully, it, uh, it was Tom Brady throwing that and it didn't have to happen that way. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so, yeah, what do you think about, like, Super Bowl commercials? Were you very impressed with those, or what do you... I, you know, we didn't see a lot of Bolt 24. We saw no Bolt 24, yeah. so I oh, got lucky on that part of our pick That's true. The prop bets, uh, you know, me and Tucker finished with six wins, but there there was a questionable National Anthem one. It definitely is questionable. Uh, there's a couple asterisks next to a couple different of our props. We did, we came up with some of these props, too, so, like... For some of them, we were like, I, I guess, does that count? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like how many times will, uh, no, what was the one that we were trying to figure out if it counted? Um, what was, well, the one that I tied Tucker with was who will the Super Bowl MVP thank? And Tom Brady was like talking to his teammates and yes. said like, thank you guys. So we counted that because he and was he, talking to his teammates. Yeah. I mean, at first I didn't, I didn't realize that either, but we, we reviewed it. He definitely was thanking his teammates. I was wrong. I think he thanked God, but, uh, Bo had three correct answers, and I had four. Wait, we have this marked out with the over or under hit. The under hit, didn't it? For what? The game. Did the over under hit in the? Okay, that's how many times the pats will be mentioned. Okay, sorry, sorry, I was looking at the wrong part. Yeah, that, I think they only we only got that one twice. Right, you and Tucker tied. Bo had two corrects. I had three corrects. Yeah. It was rough. Nothing went as we predicted. I, mean, I think it it's safe to say. how like, weird some of the stuff we had was on here. I also got, I mean, so I got the teammates one for Hulu, I think, and I got Gatorade color. So that, those, <laughs> those are two That's crazy to say you got Gatorade color. I got blue. It was worst odds. <laughs> and you were talking about, I don't know, you, you're like, I have a feeling that it's blue. Yeah. Because it's going to be something random. The funny thing is everyone was like freaking out because nobody saw it happen. Like yeah. they didn't catch it in the live broadcast. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh my gosh, what, who did it? And also the streaker guy. Yeah, that's might be my favorite story of the whole Super yeah. Bowl. Why don't, you, why don't you fill us in? Well, the that. dude bet uh, like thousands. I think it was like 350,000. It was like something crazy. Or it was he bet uh, 50,000 to make like 350,000. And yeah. he knew that if he got arrested at the game for running on the field, his fine would be $1,000. Now, let's, it doesn't include court, court fees. I don't know if he's going to have to go to court. Uh, I don't know what kind of other price he's going to have to pay. He's probably never allowed another NFL game for the rest of his life. But apparently he made like $300,000-plus of betting on himself. Yeah, like almost, almost grand on this whole thing. Like, it was crazy. Like, he had his buddy come out and, and go first to be the distraction, get tackled, so that all the attention's on him, and then he decided to take off. Unfortunately for him, too, I think he was down at the one. I don't think the ball crossed the plane. I don't think he got the touchdown. That would have been the only touchdown. But uh, and for I, the I didn't realize that they don't show uh, like on NFL broadcasting, and maybe in like sports in general now, they don't show streak. Like if you run on a field, yeah, they're not going to show. Which you. is upsetting. They don't want to give him attention, I guess. Which like I guess that does kind of like take take it away like what's what's the point of going on there and people still know that you went on the field but yeah. at the same time they don't get to see you i is agree it, I guess it does take like it what you want right he did time. it for the money man he uh and he if you ask me that's genius they might take that off all the books now they might not let that bet happen anymore because yeah. that's pretty much encouraging guys like this at least after this game that's what they're going to say yeah 
is it's encouraging guys to bet. All right, I'm about to streak. I'm going to bet that there is going to be one because I'm about to do it. And then they make the money. Yeah. Well, they, because they, that's what, uh, they kind of did that with the national anthem. There was that guy who yeah. was like standing outside the stadium and recorded it. Uh, <laughs> and they definitely changed it from the recording. Tucker's giving me a FaceTime right now. All right. Let's What's see. he up to? Is he going to defend himself? Hey. Hey. We got Tucker see on the we, line. Let's see if we can get you on the mic. Can, can you? I can hear okay. you. Um, so I will say the teammates was correct. I'm gonna give you the teammates, but he said verbatim, "Thank you guys." He he did it for the guys, not for the teammates. The guys are the teammates. I argued the same thing, but he like kind of reached out and he I, he, when he, he put was, his hand down there like that after talking about him the sentence before, I figured like it was good enough to give the shoot. And and he was in his. Uh, before that, he had been talking about his teammates, too, and then said, thank True. you, guys. No, no, no. I so, give hey, we can both be winners. I have no problem with that's, that. That's an ideal true. situation, I feel like. We def we all missed touchdown scorer, so that was... Uh, yeah, touchdown was, scorer was uh, Gronk, who we didn't expect to have such a good game. I, and we should have, right? Like He, he always him. shows up in the Super Bowl. Yeah, saved him all year just to have this game. And, like, who, is Gronk going to retire now? I don't know. Not if Maybe. Tom doesn't. That's true. He probably he does what I mean, he's Tom good. does. He's good, but he kind of like moves in slow motion a little bit. Yeah. He's a little stiff. Bronky's a little stiff. That's for sure. I mean, all those injuries and surgeries he's had over his career. Like, he's at back and, and leg and elbow and neck and, like, all this all this stuff with, you know, you yeah. mess with. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those guys are getting old, man. He's, he's moving like a robot now, and it kind of makes sense, though. <laughs> he's still a threat. Yeah, true. But uh, you know, no one knows about old Gronky. No one does, man. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, because what are the odds they go back? Like, I mean, what's it going to take now for them to retire? Like, what does Tom want an eighth one? He may as well. I mean, like, if he he's going to go for ten, if they keep most of the team in place, It'll then be why hard not? To keep that team in place, I feel like. I think so too. It's a lot of moving pieces. Like they all just got there this year, for, except for like Evans and Godwin and some of the O linemen. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It was kind of a it was kind of an all or nothing year, and now that they've won, it's like I, I think it's it's gonna be really hard for them to keep them together. But yeah. hey, this is this is your guys' show. I just wanted to you know voice my <laughs> good luck, guys. Thanks, man. Thank you, bro. Glad to hear from miss you. you on the show. Hey, miss you all too. See ya. We love to hear from Tucker. Glad he could call. We need to do that more. If you guys want to call us, man, you should just call us. And if you got something to say, you don't like something that we say, you got our number. Yeah, call us on it. Call we, us out. You can say it to our face. Yeah, right I mean, we, we're wrong sometimes. I you mean, know. we do have the best takes in all of sport. But we, all of sport. And they could be hot. They could be hot takes. They might be steamy. Yeah. But, I mean, but you're allowed to retaliate always. We encourage it. But, yeah, it was uh, – it was it was kind of a dud of a game. Like we thought it was going to be a shootout and everything, but it was a little disappointing with that. Uh, you know, as far as the outcome of, there's just not much competitiveness. But um, yeah, you it, know. It, it was weird. I mean, it, the weekend was. I don't know. There's a lot of debate about the weekend's show. I thought he was good. Yeah, I think it I like blinding like most lights. People either really liked it or really, really did not. So yeah, I mean, I don't there's know. There's nobody in the middle. Everyone at least formed an opinion on it. I thought it was cool he put a bunch of his own money into it to try to finish this almost saga of shows that he's done at all these different award events. 
Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was like the final episode, basically, of... I don't know. They went all the way deep into it to why his guys were wearing masks and stuff. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah, the whole plastic surgery thing. Did he or did he not get it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're gonna miss. We're gonna miss the NFL. That's for sure. But during this time, we still have college hoops. We got NBA hoops, hockey, soccer, golf. Golf. We're gonna try to expand in the next couple of weeks. We even but watch some tennis. Although I, I am not someone who should be speaking on that sport because I don't know. I mean, I don't know anyone who really is. If you do, give me a call also because we'd love to hear some hot tennis takes. Yeah, I kind of understand how the game works. Now that Federer and Nadal are old, it's like I don't really know what to do. But on to Auburn hoops um, because we played really well against Vanderbilt uh, the other day. That was just a few days ago, I think. Not yesterday, but two days ago? Yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, on Tuesday. We played really stinking well. Second half. I mean, we that's kind of a second-half team all year, pretty much. We really have been. Um, I was really proud of the way Sharif played. I think he's really starting to figure out, at least it looked like in that game, um, how to have an impact on the game with crazy passes, but yet also minimize the turnovers. Yeah. He wasn't doing too much, which that's kind of, I think, going to be the key with him, is he's got all the natural talent. There's no sinking doubt about it. But it's just about playing smart and – and making the right decision when you get open and get guys open. Yeah, you got to trust your guys. But that's you know? like he only had like two points at halftime. And right, but still like 19. six or seven assists at the yeah, half. Yeah, exactly. That's like so he was doing a good job of like he knew it wasn't going his way. Yeah, in the first half like he wasn't making the shots or whatever, and it's like I'm just gonna work on getting my teammates involved, take care of the basketball, and we only put up 23 points as a team in the first half, <sighs> and th- I mean. Jamal with 19. They only had 23 the also in the first half. It was tied. Uh, they had 25. Like, but basically, okay. yeah, it was like yeah. not a great first half. And Jamal was like literally the only reason we were in the game because he had 13, I think, of the 23 yeah, at the, the half. first half. Dude, you love to see it. You yeah. love to see him shooting with confidence because yeah. it really opens up the floor for the the whole team. I mean, And even when we are at full strength, we still don't have Powell. Uh, we really, really miss him and hope he miss you, Powell. gets back to us soon. We like watching him play basketball. But uh, I think even if Jamal is like six-man going forward, that's that's a like – We still benefit game. from his yes. minutes. Yeah, because he's such a good shooter. Now. He – Bruce said it at a post game. He said we don't win this game without Jamal. He said he was he was a leader on the court defensively because he was guarding Scottie Pippen Jr. most of the time and mm-hmm. did relatively well uh, against him. Scottie Pippen Jr. had twelve points, which I think he's averaging twenty something. So yeah, and he's an NBA prospect. You know, obviously his dad is Scottie Pippen. Yeah, the, the Scottie Pippen. Yeah, the Scottie Pippen. So yeah, we're proud of our boys fighting out that game uh snapping a three-game skid we had lost three in a row before that yeah and i mean those you know the baylor one is that like, auburn played pretty well and that one's understandable that's what you gonna do there georgia we just did not should have won out. we didn't you know we talked about that one we didn't yeah. do the little things right in that one and then old miss you know that, that was, was just, that's that hurt man that was a heartbreaker uh, props to Devonte shuler it's hard to yeah, when root against him three, it was the one that bounced off went all the way up, came yeah, back in. We just started tie, screaming. Just, we went from like being overly excited to immediately just overly upset. Like, how did Devontae's shot just go in? How did that just that, drop? I mean, that's basketball, and that's like just gets you so excited for March, though. Like, I hate that Auburn can't be a part of it. Yeah, but I mean, I still love March Madness. Like in general, it's 
get that those kind of games all the time, and it sucks to exactly. be on the uh, wrong end of those kinds of games. Yeah, but it's just nice. It's At the end of the day, it's fun to watch. We fought hard. I mean, both teams, it was an even matchup. You know, What do you think happens against Kentucky on Saturday? Because we beat them last time. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it was, like, last time we played them, it was kind of a slow-paced game, and we just kind of like progressively, like, chipped you know chipped away and like pulled away in that game and i think it'll be kind of similar yeah i think it'll probably be a slow start first half and because they're not come together in the second half and maybe be down a few points at halftime yeah i think auburn wins though i think i think they do too i don't uh he's not very good sharif did not play so well against them the time before and we still got the win Uh, i think flanagan carried i think he had like 22 points um i don't think anyone else had close maybe Jalen williams but yeah, they have a lot of talent at Kentucky. They can't really figure out how to gel and mesh it together. Um, it's kind of crazy. This is going to be the first year in recent memory where all these different blue blood teams like Kentucky uh, are just not going to be in March. Like, is that the COVID effect? Like, do you think it's got to – when have we ever seen I, all of these teams at the same time stink? Like, Duke it stinks. It is really weird. Michigan State. Michigan State stinks. UNC, Kansas, Kansas stinks. Kansas, yeah, like UNC is terrible. All these teams – Probably not going to make. Are normally the best. Yeah, I, it, it's looking like none of those teams are going to make. Maybe Kansas. Yeah, they're on the fringe. Maybe French. and then maybe UNC. Probably not. They them and Duke have a very similar record, so maybe not. Yeah, but, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's super strange. I don't know if it is COVID or what, or if maybe. I I kind of think we're getting close, especially with the start of the new G League thing. I I do think we're getting close to the end of the one and done era. Yeah. I think it's maybe going to, like, they'll look at doing that. Like, you have to go to college for two years or you can go straight to, like, the G League or I'm, whatever. I love the idea of these guys going and getting paid because they deserve compensation in college, I feel like, at least for their contributions. Yeah, and it's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with either option. No. Because, I mean, college basketball is way different than NBA. So, like, if the, on the one hand, you're yeah, you're getting paid in the G League, but you're also playing against – Former NBA guys, guys that have, you know, just played in the NBA two games ago. Like, you're playing NBA-style basketball, pro-style basketball. You probably so develop like, much quicker because you're playing against guys that I have it, yeah. hundreds of NBA minutes, like mm-hmm. Jeremy Lin, Jer- Jack, we saw in that yeah. G League Ignite game. But. And I just uh, I, I think that might give them a leg up with at least, like, adjusting yeah. to the NBA and how that is kind of set up and everything. But th- that's not a knock in college basketball either. Like yeah. I still think doing that is. And there'll still be competition, of course, in college basketball. Yeah. But it's just it. You see, like these guys that are the top players in the class, if they're good enough and if they're NBA ready, yeah, why not let them go get some money? Because mm-hmm. they're that good. Yeah. They deserve it. And it's it's kind of cool. Like if the NBA is trying to expand the G League thing and make it more, uh, like legit, I guess, and entertaining and watchable yeah. and that kind of thing. Like. Yeah. It is cool to kind of expand that and think it's it's just a new way of thinking and it's you know it's gonna be interesting but yeah I think I don't know maybe maybe it could make college basketball better like we might miss out on some of those guys that have been one and done like yeah maybe no more Andrew Wiggins kind of players or like yeah I don't know I think this is only I think the creation of the G League and the all the teams on there and the the top guys in the classes wanting to go there more and more often it seems that is probably gonna hurt the blue bloods, maybe that's a partial explanation for the blue bloods not being so good because usually they're getting commits from that top 10. You know, usually they're getting 
mo- more than half of the top 10 players in the nation committing to at least mm-hmm. a couple of those schools. Well, yeah, oh, usually. Like, what was it, Duke just two years ago had Zion and R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett all on the same team. So it's just like. And then now it's like, you know, we thought Brandon Boston was going to be a stud. Not yet. They got Terrence Clark. He's hurt. So not yet. Yeah. Uh, Tucker wants me to throw this in about UNC because they showed this stat when we played Mandy the other day. UNC is 26 and 24 since losing to Auburn in the uh, Sweet 16 in 2019. We did that. 26 and 24. The Auburn effect. And that's that game was we beat them by like 20 in that game, right? Oh by yeah, we threw in the walk-ons. Three, yeah. We threw in the walk-ons that against was, UNC. All right. Uh, <laughs> all right. A little off topic there from where we were just at with the G League, but uh, it is a great tidbit to throw in. It really is, dude. Money. It really is. So speaking of, like, these young guys in the NBA and also combining that with Auburn, you know, Sharif has been in a lot of first-round mock draft conversations, and people are starting to say he's dropping. Um, there's a couple different reasons that we, we've seen for that, and some of them are valid. They they claim that his uh, some of the – shooting critics, I guess you call them, the NBA scouts or whatever, say that his shooting like approach, like his form is too slow and it's not at a good release point. And they think that that is why maybe his stock is starting to drop because, first of all, he's not really making them. He hasn't made yeah. threes at a high clip at all. I think he's pretty low percentage. Um, so at his current, let's say his 2K build, who is his like comparison that you think? Or who, better question... Who should he aspire to mold his game after in the league? Well, I've uh, we were talking about this the other night. I I believe I think Bo was mentioning this too. Is I kind of see Chris Paul, yeah, just with the ability to like attack, dribble, and uh, get your teammates the ball, yeah, like efficiently, yeah, and and set the like the reason they score is like it's not like you're just passing it to them and they happen to hit a shot. It's like they scored because you did that. Like right, that's it's right. that kind of thing. It's points he's responsible for. Yeah. It's similar to Chris Paul, his and, impact on the team and the offense. And if a guy can't shoot that well coming out of college, I don't think that's like the scariest thing like, right. you're drafting him for. Because you know that you can get him with, you know, uh shooting trainers and like you can always work on developing a shot like hundred percent. Look at Giannis is getting better, Ben Simmons, maybe one day we'll get there. Like there's yeah. guys there's and Sharif's not even as bad of a shooter as like those guys. Are. And he's so young too. Yeah. So it's I I think I understand like the reason for being concerned with it because he hasn't shot it at a great clip. But uh you know I, I He's also shooting a lot. And he's yeah. also the he's under the most pressure on this team. Every time he dribbles the ball up the court, the defense is pretty much only thinking about him. Yeah. Because he's going to be, if he's on the court, he's probably going to be responsible whether he's scoring or assisting someone else's bucket. So, yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, I've been thinking lately, his floor, I don't want to say his floor is too high, it's at super high expectations, but I think he does have them already. I think he could be like a Ricky Rubio kind of player, mm-hmm. at least. If he doesn't develop. The all shot. these scoring yeah. stuff, but maintains his playmaking ability and like defensive his ability. defensive ability. Yeah. He's good at stealing. Yeah, and, he's very and creative. He's probably better at attacking the rim than Rubio, but everything else, I, yeah. I see. Yeah, like maybe not not a bad shooter, but not a great one either. Capable. Yeah. Capable. Yeah. I think I think it, you know it could end up being something like that, but hopefully that shot will uh, start just, falling, man. Yeah, just continue to get better and better. Yeah. But that's all I can hope for. Yeah, the uh, NBA like the this group of guys that's coming into the league this next season, um, 
you know, it's, it's some studs. Be, yeah, it's, there are some freaking studs. Yeah, some very intriguing ones. This draft it's, is now it's a mix of the G League and the the college guys, so it's you know, even more at exciting. A, a mock draft, you see a bunch of guys from Ignite or the uh, and some of the other G League teams, and then. I mean, it makes sense. It's, we watched them play the other time, the other day for the first time. Uh, Kaminga led them all in scoring. I think he had 19 uh, with like seven rebounds. He led them in scoring. We saw he's uh, NBA ready. Kaminga. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a doubt. The dude is an animal. But like, even just looking, if you look through the top ten of of the list, there's uh, or just like any mock draft, a lot of these guys seem like they're NBA ready. Honestly. Oh, 100%. They really, they really do. It's kind More of this year than last year, probably. Yes. And I can't remember if I said this on the show, but I know I've said it to you that I kind of don't think that this past year's draft class, like the Lamelo and Anthony Edwards in them, I don't think we're going to get a ton of stars from it. It's I not think really it's looking be like a, it yet. a role player kind of draft. Like it's not, yeah. it's not a draft with any Lucas or Trey's or. Donovan Mitchells or Tatum's or like it's not like that kind of draft. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, but the that, NBA has to balance out. There's you know there's just years like that where it's more like, okay, well that's that player is going to play for ten years, but he might not win MVP or he's not going. Well, then do you think NBA. do you think this upcoming draft then is going to be more stud star heavy? Yeah, I think it will be. Yeah, I yeah. do too. I think even just looking at these mock drafts, even the number one spot, there's not a clear number one. I no. mean, it's there's everyone's changing all the time. Like I feel like almost every five, day. Yeah, Kaminga and the one I'm looking at on Yahoo right now is as the fourth pick, but like he easily could be the first pick. A lot of people think it'll be Cade Cunningham that's gonna move around still. Like it's it really depends, I think, on the how the order shakes up because it's looking like the Pistons are gonna yeah. be the worst team in the league, and it doesn't guarantee a first pick, but because they the restructuring of the lottery, you know, the top three teams get like fourteen point one percent. They all get the same. So. It could be, I don't know, Detroit. It could be D.C. It could be the Timberwolves. I mean, uh, there's 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 lots of variability there, which is going to shake that up. But, it, yeah, it's not like there's one guy that is considerably better than the rest that is like a must-take player. There's about five or six guys who are dang good mm-hmm. that it's just going to be pretty much drafting off fit from there. If the Pistons have the first pick, I really like – Cade Cunningham because he's a six eight point guard like that's super intriguing, um, and I see him a lot going one of the Pistons. But I would almost rather see Jalen Suggs. The he was a multi talented uh, player in high school. He played football and basketball. He might be playing football for Gonzaga still. Mm-hmm. I think at the same time, I think he actually is. I think he was a QB in high school. I don't know if he's still playing QB, but the dude's crazy athletic. This mock draft has him going number one of the Pistons, and I kind of love it. And see, this one has him going at five. Yeah, the so one, that, that that first five picks, they really yeah, it could anything could happen. It, it's it is very interesting, and like you even scroll through uh, to like the lottery picks, uh, Greg Brown at the tenth pick, and then like Corey Kispert. Uh, there and there's a lot of interesting players. Like I mean, Kispert is. Who knows what position he's actually gonna play in the NBA? But there's like a lot of versatile guys. Yeah, guys honestly, that will make impacts. I think right away. Even in the whole top ten, dude. This one says Flanagan at twelve to the Kings. Interesting. I see Sharif at fifteen to the Knicks. I don't even That's see right. Sharif in the first round here on NBADraft.net. What are y'all doing? Hmm. What are y'all doing? Maybe they're hoping that he stays in uh, Auburn. You know. Well. Man, next year if Sharif stays, Auburn's gonna be scary. 
Oh my goodness. Like immediate possible final four team. Because he I know that's us probably being biased, but like seriously, they're they could be very, very good. I don't think it's too biased to say that. With the way that Sharif has been playing, and then we have Jabari, Jabari Smith coming in, who is five star. He's and plus we have no seniors on the team. So yeah, we're so young and that hurts us too, especially when our leader is the youngest guy on the whole team, mm-hmm. Sharif. And he hasn't exactly been playing for that long, but Sharif, Jabari Smith, that is going to be a pick and roll problem. He's six foot ten. He's jump out the gym, bouncy, number one player in Georgia. He can shoot, he can dribble. Yeah. I hope Sharif stays because that would be so fun to watch. It would be. They would they would be must must watch like every every single night. But I guess it all depends on um I mean if Sharif thinks he has a chance at getting in the first round and, and he wants to pursue that, then I understand he's got to go for it. If he if he does, he, he should. But I also think that him staying one more year and could like help the stock. Better, I think he could be a top five pick in the yeah. next year's draft. I see no reason so, why that couldn't happen. He's, yeah. he's so gifted with his playmaking ability. We haven't seen – we never really see guys like that in college because – I don't know. These guys don't shoot in college as well as the NBA. So, like, when you rack up a bunch of assists like that in college, yeah, it's honestly it's more impressive than getting that many in the in the league because you're not passing to as good yeah. of guys. Yeah, that's probably true. As good of shooters and the dunkers and, and then, stuff. Like, I think maybe a uh, difference is that like in the NBA, they help you really highlight like your own personal strength. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, Duncan Robinson. I've heard him talk about how like. When he first got to Miami, like they would get mad at him for not shooting the ball enough. They're like, "No, you literally you touch the ball Pole. at the three point line, you're shooting." That's it. your job. Yeah, like if and if it's not there, then like move it on. But if you think you can shoot yeah. it, we want you. And like they would literally make him do suicides for not shooting. Oh my goodness! Like so, it's like that kind of thing. Like I'm, and you know, it's sure a different player, but I do think they maybe highlight your what you're best at and try to get you to do that. Yeah, because at that level, they just want everyone to do what they are capable of, the role that they got them for, like the piece yeah. that they're filling on the team that they needed. Yeah, like for and, and like then, for the Cavs, like Okoro is not a great scorer. That's not what they draft him to be. They want solid defense. They want a transition player. They yeah, want like a solid rebounder. Yeah, like, he can. Sh- they want him to shoot when he's open. Yeah, yeah, and they're all for him shooting. He had a crazy Wait, poster yeah. on Jokic. I was going to say he postered your boy Jokic. I know. And the worlds collide. But uh, I think the Nuggets <sighs> got the last lap by winning with 30, but that was yeah. a very, very sick highlight for so, Isaac, for sure. So, the, like, the Cavs are, I mean, I think they're like the Pistons in the fact that they always seem to show up against some of these best teams. Yeah. Like and they have some the crazy... twice when they just got hardened. Whoa, we've both beat the Nets twice. Yeah. The Pistons and the Cavs, which... One of those is not like the others. Um, the Cavs, I think, they just struggle to put together points some games. The defense is there. I mean, they got all these freaking bigs on their team. Yeah. It just, it's just all up to Colin. Like injuries now. With Nance is out like eight weeks, and Love's been out for like eight already. Yeah. So it's, you know, that kind of thing, and it's just not enough of offensive production. And that, that's what the guards, like, the Cavs don't have enough guards. Yeah. That's just what it is. They really don't. Well, that, it seems like that's how they structured the team intentionally. Like it's do they not intend to have uh, Tristan Thompson, Andre Drummond, Jared Allen, 
you know, like Kevin Love. I know. That's Larry Nance. Larry like they just, Nance. They stacked up with bigs. Yeah. <laughs> JaVale McGee. Like, I mean, it's all over the place. And it's an interesting strategy. I forgot about JaVale McGee. It's like, what? It's like we're trying to be the Lakers, <laughs> but with no LeBron. Yeah. Like, LeBron is what makes the Lakers even better as, like, yeah. just a big team. A yeah. bunch of trees. Because um, he needs guys. He needs other we, threats. But, yeah, like, the Cavs don't have a superstar like that. Yeah. But, they don't. They had a couple potential guys, though. Yeah, no, the Cavs have a good future on their hands. Just gotta, you know, get it together, figure it out. But there's a lot of teams like that who are a few moves away, probably. I'm trying to think of what move you guys would need if there was one move that you guys can make. Um, is it? And you got two impressive point guards. You know, Darius Garland gets better every game. You know. Colin Sexton is a dog. He's an all-star. I saw in the latest all-star rankings. Mm-hmm. The latest all-star rankings are crazy. I'm going to have to look him up. You got to look him up. Carmelo is still on in the voted into the all-star game, which I'm not upset. I'm just surprised. I'm happily surprised. And they got Alex Caruso in the, in the West, in the backcourt. He is the last guy that's in at the current <laughs> rankings. Like You're telling me there's not better guards in the East than Alex Caruso? Is that... Am I am I too low on Alex? I love him for the meme, but I mean, yeah, that's a uh, no. I don't I don't think you're wrong to be. And like Clay is in uh, number eight still, like for <sighs> he guards. Is? Yeah, like what are you doing? He's not playing. Come on now, like and and then we're mad about how last year we have uh, Levine, Booker, and Beal like just so disrespect. All three of them just slap in the face to those shooting guards, and that's um. Crazy. Because people are, are giving two hundred and fifteen thousand votes to Caruso and two hundred and twenty-five thousand to Clay Thompson. It's all these dang bandwagons for the Lakers and the Warriors. I guess so. They just keep spamming it. Just, yeah, I don't know. Just going pressing it over and over again. But I mean, Beal has the most votes for guards in the East, and deservedly so. Um, Levine's looking to make it too this year. He's ahead of Trey Young, and you know, Derrick Rose is on there. And Eight. I know, dude. And that's something that happened, I guess, since our last show is Derrick Rose got traded back to the Knicks. Yeah. And um, got traded back to the Knicks. I think it's good for both organizations. We got Dennis Smith Jr. in return, who is pretty much, he was a prospect on the Knicks, was on the G League team, wasn't getting minutes. We're low at the point guard spot. Um, so I think Dennis Smith could contribute immediately for us. Um, I don't know. Why he would be on the G League for the Knicks? Just crazy. Like two years ago, I thought. Dennis Am I missing Smith something? Could, could have been like a really good point guard. Same. Uh, and now, I mean, he just wasn't getting met quickly. He was getting all those yeah. minutes and quickly. I think quickly he was getting him quickly. Yeah, he took it away immediately. Well, <laughs> both of your Detroit teams have had solid low risk trades. Um, it's just a weird time, man. When all your it's like. My, both think, of my favorite players on both of my favorite my both of my Detroit teams, the best players probably and the my favorite players have both gotten traded in the past month. Yeah, and both were low risk though. Uh, we got a second round draft pick out of it also. Derrick Rose is probably going to leave at the end of this year anyways. Yeah, you may as well get someone who you think you know can be a prospect and you can work with. And at yeah. one point, Dennis Smith was supposed to be yeah. really good. So like, he's still pro- he's got to be like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. So he's, he's he's still jumping out the gym. Yeah, he's, he's still jumping out the gym. To get his stuff together. I don't, I don't know if it's like a mental thing if that he can't get over or what it's decision making. I don't, I don't know, but I do think it's a low risk trade for you guys, and you probably 
win that just because Derrick Rose is yeah. probably going to walk at the end of the season anyways. Yeah, he probably and is. The Lions definitely win the trade with uh, the, all the, the picks we got in exchange. Yeah. And then it's yet to be determined what Goff is going to do. Um, are we... I'm emotional to lose Stafford, but I'm excited for Goff's potential. I think he's still young. I know you don't particularly think he is the guy, don't right? You don't think no. so? I I didn't think Goff was the guy at the Rams. I wasn't surprised to see that they were thinking about going a different direction, like that it was going to be an open QB camp. Yeah, I, I think that the Rams are a good quarterback play away from being a Super Bowl team. I mean, they were there with Goff. Yeah. So like, not because of Goff. Not because of I'm I'm not afraid to say it. Um, I don't know. And I don't mean I don't think that means he's like terrible and like shouldn't have a chance. But also, if the right guy falls to the Lions at the seventh pick, the right QB, who's the right can, guy? No, I'm I'm just saying like, I guess we're getting so like the Bengals. You know, we had to start Joe Burrow, but like there are other teams who start rookie QBs right away and then like if they do poorly we're like so quick to jump on them and say they're terrible right I think that this benefits the Lions to maybe draft a QB here and then let Goff start and like let the QB develop maybe sit out a year or whatever and if Goff is not the answer you're like oh okay well we have Trey Lance or Justin Fields or Zach Wilson whoever you guys whoever falls to you at seven But but at the same time what if we lose Galladay and Marvin Jones? Like that's being, at least I'm at least acknowledging that that's possible. Yeah, you gotta pay Galladay. We do have to pay. What are they doing? Someone call up Sheila Ford and ask her what she's doing. You gotta pay that man. You've what been, are you thinking? You've been stealing from him for too long. He's on like the smallest contract ever. He's way too productive to yeah. not make money. Pay the man. Yeah, it's. Uh... Either way, we should we should, we need to draft offense because with no Stafford, especially, and if it wasn't stagnant already, it's about to get worse. But it's that's so tough because the defense too is just like Swiss cheese. Yeah, Detroit, yeah. everything sucks. Let's yeah. look at the rest. Yeah. I want to. Sure. I don't I even want to talk about. I think we get to mention that once an episode. I have to. But, you know that puts a little grin on my face. I'm sorry. I'm glad that you enjoy it <laughs> to see chaos. Um, Professor Chaos. No, I've honestly there. just like I have never seen anything like this where like a sit like a whole city just can't put it together for not consecutive one te- years. There's not one team that's like yeah. They're all in the same spot. They're all in the rebuilding spot. Wings. It's so weird. Uh, Red Wings. Yeah. Tigers. Lions. You know, Pistons. I don't even. Michigan I mean, football. Michigan football. Okay, you didn't have to go that far. I mean, you didn't have to go that far. I mean, you can talk about Michigan basketball. I mean, like, even yeah, though Ohio a, State is right one. there. I, yeah, like there's there's the one. I'm I'm not like you know. We don't have to though. I want to talk yeah. about the NBA landscape because it keeps. It's been it's been severely shaken up. Uh, with the massive trade that happened when we were inactive from League Talk that we didn't really get a chance to talk about. But James Harden to the Nets has not exactly transpired the way that we thought it would. Um, it hasn't, it's been rare to see all three of their stars healthy and playing at the same time, KD, Harden, and Kyrie. But even when two of those guys are playing, it's usually in the past couple of weeks because KD's been out, it's been Harden and Kyrie. It's not working. Yeah. Why isn't it working? Well, I mean, like it's crazy. Other know, than you the, can, you can score as much as you want, but you also, at some point, have to stop the other team from scoring. Yeah, and <laughs> I mean, they have, they have. I think that is what's going to hurt their playoff. Uh, it's going to make playoff series longer. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying it means they won't. You can't, you can't put teams away, and that's that's yeah. some of the games they've lost. Is like they'll be up, uh, eight points with 
four minutes left. And it's like, okay, like they're, you know, Harden just hit a big three or whatever. Oh, they're pulling away now. And then, uh-oh, uh-oh. Oh, now it's tied with, with 15 seconds. Left. Against the Pistons. Yeah, like, and that, <laughs> that kind of thing keeps keeps happening. We saw it. Uh, yeah. And the Cavs in that first game went to OT with them. Like, it's yeah. just, you, they can't put away teams because they can't get stops. And, like, Harden hasn't been shooting a whole lot. Like, it's not like his Which is so weird. I, he averaged 30-plus points per game the past three seasons. I think he's trying to be... Uh, he's trying to gel and mesh and get the haters to stop telling yeah, him he doesn't pass and stuff. Yeah, he's probably not trying to step on any toes. I, I think he wants to make the transition as easy as possible. As but the new guy, losing, that is kind of what you got to do. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Because it's not like he was a part of the original plan. But I think eventually Steve Nash might have to like step up and say something like, look hard and like, you got to shoot more. Yeah. We need, we're going to need more from you. Like, 100%. I just got a text from gel. JP. Uh, shout out to my boy JP. He said, Dennis can fly, but he got nothing to offer but bunnies and dunks. You're right. Right now, right now, yeah. it's for sure bunnies and dunks. Who knows how he could develop in a bit, though? I, I, I think he's still a prospect. I think he still has time to he, yeah, develop. No, I don't think we can, you know, write him off yet. But I, you know, it's for Derrick Rose at this point. Not that Derrick Rose is uh, not a valuable player, but um, 34 years old. Yeah, injury history. It's His game has completely changed. You might as well send them to a team that's maybe maybe the Knicks make the playoffs this year. Maybe they that have a just sounds chance. weird. I like know. you just saying that statement just kind of sounds weird. I got. I mean, not, we that, haven't been alive when the Knicks were good. I feel like the complete opposite team on the spectrum of the of the Nets, the two New yes. York teams, Brooklyn, and then of course, uh, which is so weird. The Knicks, they're complete opposite. One team prides themselves on playing great defense, and and winning games through that and then the other one's like all right we're just gonna like run and gun we're just gonna shoot threes we're not gonna play defense yeah and and that's uh you told me that stat earlier how the nets have like it's like effort plays like they have the worst they have them or they they dive on the floor for the least or go after the least loose balls balls. they collect the least amount of loose balls in the league trying to figure out the right right way to say that they don't (laughs) they're not i mean it's kind of an effort thing it's like on they direct so much of their attention and effort to offense but I mean, I don't know what else we really expected. Like, it's not like Harden has been known as a defender. <laughs> Kyrie is not really. No. KD is capable of blocking and stuff, but those are guys that put in more effort on offense. And then and, DeAndre Jordan's, like, slow to get to spots. Yeah. He's kind of older. They miss Jared Allen. Joe Harris. They got to miss Jared Allen. Yeah. And then their bench depth is obviously just, like, non-existent. It really isn't. They traded yeah. it away. Yeah, it's, then, it'd be interesting to see if it pays though. off. I mean, I don't know what we expected because – Steve Nash wasn't really a defensive. He didn't really care too much about defense himself, yeah. I don't think. He and was all offense. Like, I guess that's another aspect that we don't talk about as much because it's his first year coaching. Yeah, you know, and he's got a of, lot on his plate. Yeah. A lot. He's got a lot to deal with with three uh, three of the league's like biggest superstars. I mean, Literally. Yeah. Three in the top five, probably. Arguably. Argu- three, arguably. Three in the top ten. Guaranteed top ten. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's I don't know. I I think the Nets might have trouble making a deep run, and if they don't defend, any team could beat them in the first round. I agree. Who are some of the teams that you think that have surprised you so far, but um, in a good or bad way? Like like guys that maybe maybe teams you think could be surprisingly good in the playoffs based on how they played, or teams that 
are looking bad so far that aren't really. Well, I'll start with the negative side of things. The Heat. Yeah. Has been completely underwhelming. Let's see. Did they beat the Rockets tonight? They weren't when we left. They are winning by 12 with four wow. minutes left. So they'll probably win that. But wow. their record has not been good this year. And, like, I know they've been missing Butler, and he's such a big part of their team. But, like, they haven't been able to score many points. Yeah. Their defense is okay. It's not bad. It's not great. It's crazy Butler's um, impact on that team. Yeah. It's crazy. It was more evident but, than ever in the bubble. But even when he plays, they still don't score a ton of points, at least not this season so yeah. far. And so I guess, like, is the theory that either these players only could really play well because of the whole bubble setup, or are they, like, just fatigued physically and mentally from that run and, like, it starting so soon? Yeah, I think probably. After, like, but I think, right now they're in trouble to make the playoffs. So, yeah, they're definitely on the, the bad side of this. It's like the same team they had from last year, pretty much. Uh, and it's weird to watch now because it doesn't even look like the same group. And without Jimmy Butler, I think it's obvious his impact that he has on the team. Um, but he he impacts more than just like his defensive ability. It's almost like he's a motivator for the whole team. Like It seems like when he plays, that whole team is playing harder and different. Like He's mm-hmm. hyping guys up, giving them confidence, creating opportunities. He, I, I don't know anyone else in the league that has such a positive impact on their team like he does. Yeah. Without yeah. even scoring or maybe even assisting most of the points. It's just his presence, it seems. Yeah, and he helps get guys like in the right spots and stuff. Yeah, I, he does have a huge impact on it, but they definitely got to figure it out. They do. With the shortened season. Like, you don't have a bunch of time to just mess around. For me, the team that's been surpri- surprisingly, I don't want to say surprisingly bad, just surprising, not as good, is... is back to the nets it's like we they're as good as they should yeah as good as they should be they definitely should be way better than they are and maybe they'll figure it out i think they probably will with all the talent that they have especially when they're all healthy consecutive games um but a team that i thought has been surprisingly good let me think not the spurs the spurs have been awful spurs are hurt they're starting a hilarious starting lineup you know what's funny though is they're uh 14 11 which is actually like that makes them the sixth seed currently. Shout out to Pop because they. I know that doesn't make it's any a weird, sense. Yeah, it's a weird group. I think Aldridge has been out a lot. Yeah, DeRozan, like they've been running, I guess, with Dejounte Murray and. I mean, I don't think anyone expected at the beginning of the season the Jazz to be clearing ahead the best record in the league, mm-hmm. and it's pretty clear they're talking about Quinn Snyder winning Coach of the Year already, Rudy Gobert Defensive Player of the Year already again. Yeah, and he is. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and they play great team basketball. It's they do. Like, like Donovan Mitchell, I think, is a still a budding superstar um, and proven he can score in the playoffs at you know, a crazy like, clip. Yeah, crazy. When, when it matters, he can get there. When he needs to get a bucket, he can get you one. I guess they've just been like sitting on that whole Conley miss against the Nuggets and blowing that 3-1 lead, and they just they don't want to mess around. And I think the most interesting thing about, about, bleh, can't talk, about the Jazz is uh, – like, yeah, like we could say, okay, it's just the regular season. You know, if they have a good record and end up the one seed, whatever. But, like, that does actually mess up the landscape of the playoffs. Yeah. Because we assume that the one seed. And the the Lakers. Is Lakers or Clippers, probably. Yeah. Most likely Lakers could be Clippers. Definitely could but be Clippers. if Utah is uh is that number one seed and the Lakers and Clippers, like, fall, follow suit after, they have to play in the second round as opposed to, like, the conference finals. Dude, they could be a so team. So that would really mess things up. Yeah. If the Jazz 
hold on to. It would make all the matchups weird. Mm -hmm. It would make all the matchups weird in the West. And dude, now I'm, let's see who the oh, ghostly gardener really is. I absolutely love it when that happens. No, <laughs> see who the gardener really kick, is. Trying to kick us off. Yeah, I think that's Scooby Doo. <laughs> um, but Jinkies. the way that they play offensively, I love because they move the ball around so much. But on defense too, they've really figured out how to use Gobert as the anchor for their whole scheme. Scheme. Scheme as, on, as Max would say. Scheme. Yeah, scheme on defense because they're able to close out so hard on shooters. Like they're able to literally run full speed at guys on the three point line, and they don't even care if. They get pump faked and the guy drives because Rudy Gobert is the force right there. Mm -hmm. he, they're not going to want to drive on him. Whether he's blocking it or not, he's going to impact everyone's shots. Yeah, and they have depth, and, too. Like yeah, most, they do. Most of the guys on their team, other than their fives, like Favors and Gobert, they can pretty much shoot. So Clarkson just pulls that thing, dude. Mm -hmm. He and, just shoots and, it every uh, time. Bohan Bogdanovich has been playing really well lately. Yeah. Joe Ingles still plays great minutes. Here's a surprisingly bad. Here's a surprisingly bad. That's not who I was thinking earlier either. Not the Nets. Surprisingly bad. The Mavericks. They have been surprisingly bad. I don't. I don't really. Porzingis is just now getting back, mm -hmm. he, but he's not really shooting very well. And Luca has put up crazy stat lines, but he's not shooting the three very well. I don't. I think they're both around thirty percent from three, maybe worse so far on the season. They're starting to get into a little groove. They've won like. Three in a row now. Uh, not all have been pretty. That Hawks game was not, but it was fun to watch. Yeah. Their kind, of, their thing is kind of defense too. Like, cause they're uh, they're like you see, like their three points uh, shooting has not been as good. But you know they do give up a lot of points. Yeah. And I don't think they have solid players, but I don't think their depth is necessarily like great. Yeah. But I, I, I think the Mavs still find a way to edge into the playoffs it's just like you got to take all of these games seriously if you start off poorly like the raptors start they're better now but like teams like the raptors who started off slow and the heats who started off slow mavs yeah you're you, right you can't mess around that long uh what, about 20 less games in the regular season so yeah but i think my surprisingly good it kind of sounds weird to say they just like look good when they play for the most part like not flawless but uh the Clippers, yeah, because like they're a, they're on a mission. I think after their all their stuff in the bubble, and they blew a three one lead, and Paul George was terrible. Paul George got was roasted awful. by everybody. The locker room apparently was falling apart. I mean, yeah, they lost Montrez, and oh, they made yeah. a bunch of moves. And I I don't know. They just seem to. Paul George looks great lately. Kawhi's same guy. Yes, can't shake that guy no matter what. Couldn't if you tried. Um, I think Serge fits way better than Trez does. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think they have Luke Kennard's a great player off the bench. I, I don't know. I think they look pretty good and like they're a bigger threat to the Lakers this year than they were last year. Yeah, so no, I'm with you. Yeah, and and I thought they would start be a team that probably start out slow. So yeah, no, I did too. I did too. <sighs> I think it's time to do our league talk locks. Which last week, I, I hope you guys didn't take them because last week was just we gross. Had, yeah, we said the over. And well, not really. I think like three of us had the over. We all had the over, I think. Okay. Or did yeah. Tucker? Well, we all say had the Chiefs under. minus three. Yeah. But we. I think most of us were on the over too. Both those missed. Of course they did. But me and Tucker were right on that Friday night game last week of the Celtics Clippers over. That one was very easy. Yeah. So, yeah. Hopefully. Our records are all kind of 
I don't know. I don't really know what my record is, I guess. I'm kind of choosing not to keep track of it because I think it's so bad. Yeah. And I kind of just don't really want to know until I start winning a couple, and then maybe I'll calculate I it. I want to say mine's like two, two and three, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's not 100%. That's sure. solid, man. These things are so unpredictable. Like, if you're about even, I feel like that's solid. I'm disappointed with my performance with the picks, but let's do them anyways for tonight. At least give people an idea of some of the, the matches. Do you have any locks that you think are cash? Um, well, looking at tomorrow nights, uh, I don't know. I mean, there's there's some intriguing ones. I think, I think Dallas minus two against the Pelicans, uh, seems like one that's pretty solid. I think the Mavs on the three game win streak starting to figure it out. I think they're starting to figure it out. The Pelicans have been pretty like they've been solid too. Um, they have been solid. Brandon Ingram has been great. Yeah, Zion has Zion's been, been great too. The Zion's going to Zion. They haven't really still consistently been able to win. They need Reddick to do something, man. He uh, yeah. He's been a dud. I think the Mavs. It's weird. I think the Mavs will get the Pelicans in that one, minus two. And then uh, I also kind of like um, Cleveland and Portland over 222. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah. Do you know if CJ is going to be back? I don't, I'm not sure when exactly he's coming back. I know it's he's getting close. Yeah, he's been out. But uh, um, it might be soon. I still think like I don't. The, Portland did a great job in the off season. Like their depth now is is actually really good when their team is healthy. Yeah, they right need Nurkic they have, back too. Yeah, they have Nurkic and McCollum out. Yeah. Um, but like you look at their roster, like man, they got. Oh, they, they added guys for. Games. They added Derek Jones. Cove. They added Cove. Those are awesome additions then, at the three uh, spot. They got Cantor back instead of Whiteside, which like you know that kind of works for them. It kind of works. Whiteside really didn't need, play enough. Yeah, and like Cantor was there the year before, so like they're used to him and everything. He knows the system. He can just blend right in. My they lock still got Rodney Hood, Gary Trent, like they're yeah. My I think my lock has to do with that too. No, I'm saying I'm <laughs> on the same point. My yeah. lock has the Trailblazers in it also, no, and it's starting right now. So. I'm just. This is just for the record. I think this game is going to go over. I like the overs in the Trailblazers. Six is games. that tonight's game? It's tonight. It's starting right now, uh, or maybe a couple minutes ago, but like right now, the total has gone over in each of the last six meetings. Um, I like the Sixers minus five and a half because they're completely healthy. I think Embiid's going to have a field day uh, on Cantor because uh, Cantor is no defense. Mm-hmm. Embiid might have like forty and twenty. Yeah. He could go off. Yeah. And with Dame is going to have to do a lot to bring it close, but I I think uh I think the Sixers take this one, man. I think they well, covered. You know, Those uh, are my two. Portland beat them. Yeah, they're getting revenge. They Portland need a revenge beat them, like just a week ago with no Dame, no CJ, no Nurkic. Well, Philly has won 6 of his last 7 and I think that's the one that they lost in the last 7 games yeah. against them. So they're yeah. probably trying to come back and beat them pretty good. I think good. they like caught him on a Sunday or something, you know, probably <laughs> yeah. had Sunday scaries or something. Something like lazy that. Sunday. <laughs> probably. So there. But uh, yeah, it was like all, all of the backups on the Blazers beat that the Sixers. It's kind of funny. Well, we look forward to being back next week and being at full strength. Um but I'd say we held it down. I'd say we held down the fort. Yeah, we, we held the fort down, and we'll be ready to have Bo and Tucker back next week. 100%. We'll get after it. There'll be tons to talk about for sure. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is League Talk on 91.1 WEGL. It's Gordian Shoop signing off. Peace out. Well, I'm trying to find the outro. I don't know if we're signing off yet. You want to say the outro and just kind of sing it? <laughs> and you've been listening.
listening to League Talk. <laughs> Wait, I got you. Does that help both sound? <laughs> yeah. See you all. Thanks for listening to League Talk. For more sports content, follow us on Twitter at League Talk underscore WEGL, where we are happy to discuss the hottest takes in sports. If you ever miss a show, check out our previous episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Tune in next week, Thursday at 8 on Weagle 91.1 FM. This is League Talk, signing off.